Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. Um, But today, I want to do something a little bit different for our message time this morning. I'm not necessarily going to take us to to a specific passage and and read through it and talk about it as we move through it. What I want to do this this morning is I just want to take a few minutes and talk about the Christmas story. Look at a couple of specific things in the Christmas story that show us who God is. You know, we can find God all throughout the story, but there's a couple of of, of seemingly almost, almost shouldn't be that way kind of moments that I want to talk about this morning and and discover how in these specific moments, these moments that, that don't seem quite right, these moments that, that maybe we would do them differently. How it's actually in some of these moments where we get this incredible picture of who Jesus is. Because if we step back and we think about the story of Christmas, if we step back and we think about the story that we tell at Christmas time of the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Savior, and we look at this story, there probably are some things that we might look at and say, you know, I would do that differently. That, that if we think about the coming, the, 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 the incarnation of God, the, the very person of God, the Son of God, coming and being born as a human, coming to begin his ministry, coming to save all of humanity from their sins. There's a way that it feels like that should happen. You know, in my mind, I I think about like the movie Thor and and how when he comes, and I had to ask my son Owen, when he comes with with the Bifrost and there's this giant moment where, where there's like almost like a laser from outer space and it's this thing and nobody is confused as to something has happened here. It's this moment where everyone who's around recognizes this, this isn't normal. And, and when we think about the coming of Jesus, we, we think it should be this, this amazing moment where the whole world stops and says, whoa, something just happened. That, that this, is, this is the most incredible moment. It should be the most incredible moment. Like, for instance, if it was me, flaming chariots. Right into Caesar's palace, not the Las Vegas one, um, but the, the actual Caesar, the flaming ch- trumpets from heaven, every, the whole world would stop and there would be this moment where they would go, wow, something has happened here. The biggest celestial light show and a magnificent heavenly fanfare. So all of the men and women across the globe would have to stop and take notice that something has happened here. 
But that's not Jesus. That's not how he came. See, Jesus, the Son of God, come to earth. God, who has infinite power, who can do anything, who we read in Scripture, simply speaks the universe into creation, that can do the impossible, who knows everything, who knows and understands the end of something from the beginning, who knows it all, who could have done anything, chose to be conceived inside the body of a teenage girl and born as a tiny baby in a small Jewish village to to parents of humble means in complete obscurity. He was born in a barn because there was no room for him in the inn. A barn. The Son of God entered the world amid the bleeding of goats, the cackling of the chickens, and the stench of... Well, you get the idea. This was his grand entrance. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, hold on, I I know the story. There there was a heavenly choir. There were all these angels in white that showed up and and they played their trumpets. I've seen the paintings. I've I've seen the pictures. There was a heavenly choir. And and we can read that where it says this. It will say, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to on whom whom his favor rests. Now, this does sound awfully grand. A heavenly host, that that means a whole bunch of of beings from heaven, angels from heaven, a whole bunch of them. Choir, singing, proclaiming, Jesus has come into the night sky. But even in the big moment, it's not as big as it could have been. See, it wasn't made to kings and queens. It wasn't to rulers or powers or people with authority. No, this, the grandest moment of the whole story was made to a small group of shepherds in a field with no one but sheep to talk about this with. God sent his grand announcement to the most overlooked and dismissed of society. These ones that he would speak to for the introduction of his son are the lowest in the societal understanding. See, shepherding wasn't the kind of profession that parents wanted their kids to grow up into. Shepherding was was the kind of job that that parents feared their kids would go into. You didn't have kids and you'd say, well, what do you want to be? I want to be a baseball player. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a shepherd. Instead, it was parents at night by their bedside saying, 
Lord, anything but a shepherd. This, this was the kind of job when everything else in life failed and there was nowhere else to go. I can at least be a shepherd. And here we have an angel showing up to announce the coming of Jesus to a group of shepherds. Now, this is Jesus, the, the man who would build his church using fishermen and tax collectors. Perhaps some of the, the only people who could identify, who could empathize with shepherds in terms of how society saw them. And the declaration of the angel, the angel says to, to the shepherds, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. Oh, how we need good news. We, we need to hear good news. It seems so easy and so plentiful to find bad news. All you have to really do is, is open your eyes and you'll find bad news somewhere, online, on TV, wherever you look, it seems like we're inundated with bad news. But, but this angel says, we've, we've got good news that will bring great joy to all. Jesus is this good news, and he has come to bring great joy. But maybe the best part of this grand announcement of the coming of the Son of God was that it was good news for all people. See, as, as society had developed and as people had, had, be, had tried to understand their relationship with God, the, the system that had been created was this massive caste system where either you were in or you were out. And if you were out, there was no way to get back in. It, it made the masses, made the regular people feel like God was not for them and they could never get to him. But the good news that the angel declares is that this is good news for all people. And after the message of the angels, when, when these shepherds hurried off after they have this amazing moment where the, the choirs of heaven show up and they say to each other, we need to go see this. The Messiah, we need to go see what they're talking about. This is the most incredible moment. Let's go see what's taking place. And they hurry off to see all the things they've been told. And they arrive in this tiny little village. They find a scene utterly unfit for the king of heaven. They find a tiny wriggling baby in a watering trough surrounded by the sounds of goats and sheep and chickens. They find a mere girl and her teenage husband filled with both wonder and fear. And they find a defenseless human wrapped in a swaddling cloth. And even that, what, what is a swaddling cloth? Well, this was the cloth that was given by the priest to couples as they were getting married to, to wrap their, their first lamb that would be their first sacrificial offering as a married couple. 
And so the priest would give them this cloth so that they had this special moment when they made their first offering in the temple as a married couple. It was to wrap their lamb in. But this is what they wrapped Jesus in because it was all they had. What a sight. How simple. How obscure. How marvelously plain. How approachable. When they first laid eyes on Jesus. And even the name of this baby, Jesus, tells us so much about God. See, names, names were so important in the Jewish world of, of Mary and Joseph that they weren't just a term that, that you were called. But for the people of this time, they believed that your future, your, your nature, your destiny, who you would be and who you would become as a person were tied to the name that you were given. And oh, did Mary and Joseph give this little one a name. Angel will say, you, you will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. Now, Jesus is the Greek translation of the name Joshua, which is a modern version of the name Yeshua, which in all likelihood was the actual name of Jesus. That if we were to go back to the original languages, the name of Jesus was probably Yeshua. But here's the thing about the name Yeshua. This name was not unique in any kind of way. But it was one of the most common names for young Jewish boys of Israel. Wouldn't you think you would choose something utterly unique? Wouldn't you think you would choose a name that no matter who said it and whatever context you said it in, people would go, that's somebody special. That, that is a powerful, that is the name of someone who is going to do something incredible. But that's not what happened. Instead, he was... He was given a name that did not seem all that special. You, you see, this one who was the culmination and fulfillment of heaven's desire and promise would blend seamlessly into the world in which he was born in such a way that if you didn't have eyes to see and, and a heart to understand, you might just miss the Son of God because he was too normal, too regular, too seemingly unremarkable. But on the other hand, this simple common name packed a punch. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus had come to save his people from his sin. And so every time someone shouted Jesus, when he was a boy and his parents would call him, when his friends would call him, when other people would, would speak his name, when they would say, Jesus, they were declaring his mission and his nature. He will save us from our sins. Jesus is our savior. And so as we celebrate Christmas, 
Let's turn our hearts to his name, Jesus. And let's celebrate the greatest gift of forgiveness in his son. For he has saved us from our sins. We're we're not guilty anymore. But the writer of Matthew also chooses to pull another text into the storyline. Giving us another name, another a term that this baby would be called. It's, it's not another name. It's not that the baby's name was Jesus and this. But this was another thing that this baby would, call, would be called. What it would represent. The baby that Mary was going to give birth to. The angel says the virgin will conceive. Or Matthew says the virgin will conceive a child. And she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. The message of Christmas is the Emmanuel miracle. God has come. He is with us. He's not far away any longer. He is here. So why this entrance. Of all the ways that God could make his presence known, as God could enter into our story, of all the ways that he could have done this, of all the names he could have had, why this? Why seemingly so unremarkable? Well, his entrance is the very essence of the good news we celebrate at Christmas. Jesus seemingly snuck into the world, a world where people feared God so much that they were weighed down by all these rules and restrictions and things that they couldn't do, and knowing that even if they did their best, they still had no hope of ever approaching God, let alone being known by him or even being loved by him. God was far off, an unapproachable creator who was angry at man's sin and weakness. And so in the face of that understanding of God, in walks a baby. A tiny, defenseless baby born in a barn among some of the lowest of the world, born to the poor, the marginalized, the outcast of society, growing up in a simple village in a simple way of life, bringing a different message than what was understood. Your God, your Father, is approachable, available, He understands your life and your pain. He cares. He is near. He is a God, a Savior, a King, utterly unlike anything we could have imagined. He is Jesus, Messiah, arisen out of the glory of a smelly barn. The message of the barn is that he is here. He is available. He is approachable. He's removed every obstacle of fear. Could have stepped into creation with fire for all to see. 
Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family, and that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca, or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on Contact Us from the main menu, or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on Our Pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know His purpose, and know His power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go. have marched in all your glory into the heart of Rome, showed them splendor like they'd never known, but you wrote a better story in humble Bethlehem, creator in the arms of common men, you died for our redemption, you Let heaven and nature sing This is our King